Welcome to the Build Your Life Coaching Biz podcast, where you get to learn how to become a professional life coach and start an online coaching business from scratch. I'm your host, Krista Kathleen, a professional certified coach and spiritual business mentor. In 2016, I got divorced and left my full-time job as a registered nurse and decided to bravely answer my calling of becoming a life coach so I could help to change lives as I traveled around the world. And now I wanna help you discover your purpose too. Having the freedom and flexibility to be your own boss and make as much money as you want right from your laptop will be one of the best gifts you ever give to yourself, your family, and the world. In these episodes, I'll give you real coaching combined with proven strategies and spiritual practices in order to help build your dream coaching business that feels perfect for you. Hi everyone, Merry Christmas. This is one day after Christmas, but I'm notorious for being late with just all things in life. So Merry Christmas. I'm curious how everyone's Christmas went. Was it a Christmas filled with lots of conscious triggers or unconscious triggers or all of the above? I'm laughing because it's a little inside joke between me and my friend that we were talking about this morning of how we just feel that the holidays, right? Holidays are so hard for people. And I think it's hard because we're all just constantly being triggered and we don't know why we're being triggered, right? By like just food and social situations and family. And we're put in situations that bring up wounds for us that we didn't know were there. We don't know how to heal and Oh, yeah, it can be a lot. Um, so just a real, re- real quick recap for my Christmas. Uh, we went over to Kyle's family's house for the weekend. They live here in St. Louis with us. And his brother and his sister-in-law flew in from L.A. And then his other sister and brother-in-law already live here and So it was, I just love spending time with his family. His family is incredible. And we all took turns making different meals over the weekend and um, just doing puzzles and playing Ticket to Ride and watch my favorite Christmas movie, uh, which is Love Actually. And we went to church on Christmas evening. And even though I'm not a practicing Lutheran anymore, it's still just nice to have those types of traditions. And I was baptized in that church and it's where Lincoln goes to daycare. And so, yeah, um, everything, there was some really great parts about our Christmas. And then there was also some really hard moments as well. Um, on during Lincoln's nap, he just randomly started throwing up in his bed And then he threw up for like hours afterwards and we had to take him home and we thought he got, was getting like a stomach bug and then he was fine. And I guess he just must have ate something bad, but I just feel so bad because um, he had eaten blueberries right before he got sick. And so just everything was like blueberry vomit stained, the carpet, the sheets. Oh, I didn't realize how messy it was going to be having kids. (laughs) 
That's an understatement, right? So he's doing fine now, but yeah. And I just, oh man, vomit is like, when I was a nurse, every nurse has their thing like that they don't like. And mine was vomit. I hate vomit. And it's a little bit different when it's your own kid, but it's still, it was just hard to see him struggling and crying and in pain and uncomfortable. And then the vomit on top of that. And and then Kyle and I weren't getting along and he was really having a hard time um, this weekend as well. And so we were just fighting constantly and Oh, it was like just a beautiful, messy disaster, right? Like kind of how it always is when you get a lot of family members together. Um, but I did go to my second Al-Anon meeting last week or <laughs> last night. And I wanted to talk about that in this episode about how I've recently made this decision to start attending Al-Anon meetings, and I'm not going to say the name of the qualifier. Uh, That's a term that they use in Al-Anon. It's the person that, I I don't want to say like makes you go to Al-Anon because nobody makes you go to Al-Anon. You make yourself go to Al-Anon, but like it's the person that influences you to go because they have the alcohol abuse disorder. And so there is someone close to me in my life that does have an alcohol and substance abuse disorder. Um, They're not currently using anymore, but they're not in recovery either. So we're kind of in just this weird in-between stage right now. And I've just really been triggered a lot lately and been having a lot of emotions and feelings coming up around it. And Um, My therapist that I've been working closely with over the past year has mentioned going to Al-Anon. And then when I did the peyote ceremony last month, um, one of the participants there that is in AA suggested I go to Al-Anon. So Al-Anon is based off of the Alcoholic Anonymous's 12-step program that's very successful, but it's for family and friends of someone who is has a, a drinking problem in your life. And I just never thought I would be the one to end up going to an Al-Anon meeting. I never saw myself, you know, just needing to have to use a resource like that. And it's like, here we are. It's happening. So I was in quite a bit of shock when I went to the first meeting last Sunday night, um, it's at, it's in a church basement that's about like 10 minutes away from the house. So it's nice that it's so close and they have meetings that go on every day all throughout St. Louis city. And I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but I just knew it was time. And I know that I need to be around other people who understand what I'm going through and won't judge and maybe can give me some new perspectives because what I've been currently doing isn't working. Um, You know, I've been judging this person. I've been trying to control them and fix and change them. And all of those behaviors don't help the situation. It actually can make the situation actually worse is what I've learned. So it's time to do things in a new way. 
And what I really like about Alamon so far is it's really about, it, it has a very similar theme and element to life coaching. And we all know how much I love and adore life coaching. And it's very much like taking personal responsibility and focusing on yourself. And it's so common to want to blame the person in your life that's drinking. Um, One of the guys, every week they have a speaker and they talk for like 15 or 20 minutes. And the guy that was talking last night, he calls it fluent victimese. And I've never heard it put that way before, but I really like that term. And um, that's kind of where I feel right now is where I feel like I'm playing the victim in life. And then I'm, I'm projecting and I'm blaming a lot. And I just don't want to be this way anymore. I don't want to spend my days angry and triggered all the time. And I need to do things in a different way. And, um, so I've gone to two meetings now, I'm going to commit to going to a meeting once a week. And I was surprised by people who have been going to meetings for years and, and they still continue to go even after like the person's out of their life, like, you know, say that they were married to an alcoholic and they get divorced and. Um, they no longer have anyone in their life who's like actively drinking, but they'll, people will still continue to go to the meetings. And so I'm starting to realize that these meetings are like so much more than just having like tools or strategies to cope with someone's drinking problem. It's, it's like a community. It's like a club. It's like, um, it's like a lifeline. It grounds you. It's, um, it's just a fascinating environment and culture that, like I said, I've seen elements of it in the life coaching world, but this kind of just takes things to a whole new level. And I'm excited to learn, learn from these people. And um, I so appreciate the members too, because they're just so open and so honest and they're so aware of what they need to work through and the battles, the inner battles they're struggling with. And it's just beautiful. It's like, it's raw, it's authentic, it's honest. And I think there's a big part of me that's been in denial about how much pain that I've been in. And just with my situation, how much it's affected me. And so sitting in that meeting, especially the first meeting, that was really hard. I cried the entire time because it was just like I explained to the members when I talked. I was like, I feel like I'm kind of like trying to keep everything inside and keep keep it together, right? Especially when you have a kid. And then when I was at that meeting, it just felt like it was safe to like release and let go of everything that I had been like energetically holding on to. And so it was, you know, kind of embarrassing, having these people I've never met before, like see me have a complete breakdown. But I also think it just, it needed to happen that way. And one of the um, members too had talked about in her first meeting that she said, I was just a mess and I just cried the entire time. And so that made me feel a little bit better because I'm like, okay, (laughs) there's other people who come to these meetings and cry. And 
Yeah. Um, but I wrote down, I took some notes the past um, two weeks that I wanted to share with all of you. And I just felt like there were so many gems in what I was hearing the other people say. And, and everybody's just so friendly as, as well. It like, reminds me of when I was in Toastmasters and just anytime they have a new member, they make you feel so welcome and, you know, do such a good job at explaining like all the guidelines and giving everyone gives their contact numbers in case you want to talk to someone in between sessions, which they highly encourage. And I was surprised that they encourage you to also get a sponsor as well, you know, similar to like how they do it in AA and um, you know, I think at first I was kind of like, do I need, do I actually need a sponsor? I'm not the one with the drinking problem here. But there's been two people that have like already naturally shown up in my life as a sponsor. And I'm so grateful for them. And um, one of them is currently an AA and leads AA meetings. And then the other one is, um, has gone to NA meetings, uh, narcoholic abuse or well, not, she hasn't, um, she didn't attend the meeting for herself, but like she was, she was in a relationship with someone who had a, a, uh, like a, a drug abuse problem. Um, and so I am constantly reaching out to these two people and just talking to them when, you know, there's hard days and triggers and telling them about my experiences of going through Al-Anon. And so they're just kind of naturally, I think, taken on that sponsor role for me. And it's really helpful to, to have them in my life. Um, and one of the biggest things I took away from the meeting last night that I attended was a lot of times we kind of, we, we judge and we pity the person with the drinking problem, but they said that sometimes the codependent person or the family member can be just as sick as the person with the drinking problem. They call it a family disease, oh, which that was like pretty eye-opening for me. And I was like, wow, I've spent all this time being angry at the person the qualifier in my life. And it's time to start like looking at, you know, where am I sick? And one of the things they said in my first meeting is he, he or she can't get better if I'm sick. And so we, we always try so hard to want to like fix and control and change the other person. And we just think like, oh, if they stop drinking or if they go into recovery or, they start working out more, if they do therapy or they do this and this, like they'll get better. And and that's what I used to think. And it doesn't necessarily work like that. I remember telling my therapist then, she's like, you know, Krista, he very could well go to AA and not change at all. Like you're putting a lot of pressure and expectation on that. He has to do this thing that may not even work for him. And that was kind of mind-blowing for me because I was like, oh, shit, you're right. Like, I just assumed, I just assumed that if anyone goes to AA or takes these these steps to start recovering, like that, okay, it's 100% going to work every time, but what if it doesn't? And I've learned that, like, I have to learn how to be okay no matter what happens, you know? Um, whether this person decides to 
drink again or decides to go into recovery or whatever his life choices are, because they are his life choices. Like I have to be okay no matter what. And that, that part's hard. That's really hard. <sighs> um, I hope that this is helping <laughs> anyone who's listening to this right now. Maybe if you're listening to this, maybe you're also struggling with someone in your life that has an alcohol addiction or some other type of addiction, or maybe you're the one that's, you know, struggling with the addiction. I think it just plagues so many of us. So that was my intent with talking about this, is that hopefully this can help. And, you know, just as always to know you're not alone, you're not alone in your struggles. And even though I have an absolutely incredible life, right, I live in this big, gorgeous house in an amazing area of St. Louis, and I work from home online. I have my dream job and my health is amazing for the most part, there's little things here and there, but like, like everything is going really well on the outside, but right. There's still these inner battles and these inner struggles that I'm having. And I think sometimes it's so easy to scroll on social media and, or do small talk with people at parties. And you would just think like, everyone's got it figured out and everyone's life is so amazing. But then what's really going on deep on the inside So (laughs) that's why I'm like spilling my insides with you all today in this very raw and vulnerable way is like to say there, there are, there are some ways that I feel like I have my shit together in more ways than I did a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. But then there's still other things that I'm learning and working through and processing and learning how to overcome and I don't think that's ever going to change. I don't think I'm ever going to get to a place where I've got it all figured out. And then especially being a parent now, because it's like every level, every level that you get to different phases of, of ages is there's always like something new to figure out or something new to overcome or something deeper to work through. The positive parenting course I'm in right now, she said kids are the best therapy that you never knew you needed. And I'm like, wow, yeah, man. Whew, this, these past two and a half years, just so much inner work, so much shadow work, so much healing. It's been, it's been a ride. Um, okay, so I said I was going to share some of my notes. I didn't do that. And then I'll start to wrap this up. Okay, so they said, I fit my life into recovery, not my life into recovery. I know there was something about that that I just liked that. And I think um, that it's, it's really never a convenient time to start healing or start doing the deep, messy inner work or to start attending recovery meetings. But you work your life around it to make it happen, to make it a priority and not the other way around. So that was really an impactful statement for me. 
Uh, I also love that he said, recovery is not about trying harder. It's resisting less. And that's a thing like when we're codependents and we're trying so hard to make the relationship better or to fix the other person or to control them or change them. And it's not about trying harder. It's resisting less. And when I heard that, like, I just kind of felt my whole body, like, soften and relax and open. I was like, oh, wow. That was powerful. I need to, like, use that in all areas of my life. Um, They also said that Al-Anon is a program of action. It's not about thinking more, right? Thinking more is what gets us into trouble, So I really liked that statement as well. Um, They said that the person with the addiction has a disease and they're still a good person. Like separating the person from the behavior. And I've heard that term before, but just hearing it in that way of like, it's a disease. And underneath it all, there's still a good person. And I just felt like that brought some humanity into the situation. Um, They said, we come to Al-Anon to let us see our part of the problem. Again, it's, it's so easy to want to just blame the people in our life, person or people who are drinking or who are using, but Al-Anon is not about that. And they won't let you come in and complain and blame the abuser right, the substance abuser, like they, the whole purpose of it is to shed light on the parts that you're responsible for, um, which can be really hard to do, but that's where the healing begins. Um, They also said, let it begin with me. So I thought that was beautiful. Um, I wrote down my problems are how I'm responding to them. I have similar behaviors of the addict. Ooh. When I wrote that, I was like, ooh. <laughs> that's, that's how that one made me feel. Just like so many truth bombs here. It's so eye-opening. Um, also, something I wrote down is if it hurts you, then it's not working. So that was interesting as well. Oh, all right. Well, that is a recap of my two Al-Anon meetings that I've gone to so far. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to give this a shot. I think this is going to be really beneficial for me. And I will do another episode later on after I've tended to some more meetings. I've heard some of the members say, like, give your... Like, give your first six meetings a shot before you decide whether Al-Anon's working for you or not. So I was like, that's fair. I like that. That's good. Um, I just think this is going to be, I'm just going to learn so much about myself. And again, right, this isn't about the person in my life. Um, I'm not even, you know, sure what's going to happen with that. But this is about me. It begins with me. And so I really do hope for anyone listening to this today that maybe this is what you needed to hear for yourself to attend an Al-Anon meeting or an AA meeting and, you know, go check it out. And it's free and they have them 
in like, I think they said 130 different countries all over the world. Um, So it doesn't hurt to just check one out and it might be exactly what you need right now. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope that you had, you know, even, I hope you had a good holiday. And even if it was hard, I hope that you're able to just take some quiet time today or this week and sit still and maybe spend some time in nature or spend some time meditating on your bedroom floor or sitting on the yoga mat and just let yourself be in in process with maybe everything that came up for you during the holiday because maybe it was a really it was a really hard time for you as well maybe there was beautiful sparkly moments sprinkled in with like really shitty moments (laughs) that's kind of how I would describe my holiday weekend so all right that's all I have for you all today thank you so much for taking the time to listen and I'll see you in the next episode I'm so grateful that our paths have crossed at this time. And if you're ready to up-level your coaching skill set and learn how to confidently coach at the transformational PCC level in order to help your clients get bigger breakthroughs and better results, then join our Born to Coach Training Academy at buildyourlifecoachingbiz.com forward slash certification.